0: For the love of christ constrains us because we have judged this that one died for all therefore all died and he died for all that those who live may no longer live to themselves but to him who died for them and has been raised 2 corinthians five fourteen 14-15 this week's episode continues the series entitled principles for our vital living with excerpts taken from a time of fellowship in august 2009 in Anaheim, California. In today's episode, Brother Ron Kingus speaks on the second principle of realizing that we already belong to the Lord and living to Him by having a no longer consecration. A link to the full audio can be found in the episode notes. It's good, and this will bring us to the next point, to consecrate to the Lord. I gave a message to the training on this. I pray about this every day. But there's a sense when we consecrate, we are saying, I'm separate from the Lord, I'm not already His, so I need to give Him something. there's something higher and this will be our next point where you realize that I'm already His. I'm already one with Him. I can continue to pray. I consecrate this day. I'll do it tomorrow. But not in the sense of, Lord, I have this. Now I'm going to give this to you. I have this time. It's mine. But I I give it to you. I have this amount of finance. It's mine, but I'm noble. I give it to you. The next point is higher than that. That is not being for the Lord. It's living to the Lord. In which we realize we're already His. We're already one with Him. And we need the verses on this point, And they're in two portions. The first is from 2 Corinthians 5. For the love of Christ constrains us. Because we have judged this. That one died for all. Therefore all died. And here's the point. And he died for all, that those who live may no longer live to themselves, but to him who died for them and has been raised. This verse gives us a particular reason for the Lord's dying. He died so that those who live will live differently. Before his death, and before their realization of his death, they lived to themselves. The self was the principal object. The needs were king. The problems were Lord. They were the center. They were the goal. They lived to themselves. And the self is inclusive. It includes anyone or anything related to yourself. So I lived to McKinsey High School in Detroit because I went there. I didn't live to Cody High School because they were the enemy. As far as, or at least an adversary. So we all have a network of persons and things that are really extensions of the self. And all the fallen people live to themselves. But the God-man Jesus died. That those who live may no longer. You know, it might be good, but don't take this literally. Although if you did, it may not be bad. I don't mean it literally. To have some very terse statements in view. One is seek first. Seek first on the visor of your car or maybe on the remote or on the back of your cell phone or on the going out of phase pocket PC. Seek first. Another one is no longer. So I'm not interrogating you, but I'm your brother serving you. Is there a no longer written on your heart? If I were to fellowship with you for three or four minutes after the meeting, would I sense a no longer? A no longer in you? Something has been settled permanently. It's embodied in the words, no longer. There's been a drastic change. My testimony to my co-workers is this. I live to myself just like you. I live to myself just like all the ungodly in Southern California. But something happened and now my middle name is no longer. No longer. I work here just like you do. I have to pay for gasoline just like you do. I've got some feeling about the health care matter. Just like you do. But I'm a no longer person. Living a no longer life. Sorry for this recollection. The Beatles had this song a generation ago. He's a real nowhere man. Living in his nowhere land. Well I'm not a nowhere man. I'm a no longer man. No longer, I mean it. At a certain point, and I was already in the recovery, everything was to myself. My wife was to myself. My education was to myself. The church was to myself. God was to myself. Everything to the self. Then something happened. And there's the no longer, no longer live to themselves, not for themselves. That's too shallow. But live to him who died for them and has been raised. We live to a crucified and resurrected person. And I've been considering this off and on for years. I still can't define it. What does it mean to live to the Lord? I can only approximate it. And I reconsidered Brother Lee's ministry on this this afternoon. And it seems that's what he did. It's indefinable. It implies I belong to the Lord. So I don't do anything for him. I don't give anything to him. When I wake up tomorrow, my life is the Lord's already. The day is planned by God already. God's sovereignty has arranged the situation already. When I say, Lord, I consecrate this day to you, which I will say it's with the realization I'm not giving you something that is not yours. I'm acknowledging everything is yours. I'm not suggesting how you should live your married life, those of you who are living one. But my wife, let's just say when it comes to finance, she doesn't have to ask me for anything. If there's some money here, there's some money in this account, I hope she would realize it's all to you. It's to you. Everything your husband is in the context of marriage is to you. You don't have to beg for anything. You may appropriate it. You may apply it. It's to you. Lord, I'm not here doling out things to you that are really mine. And I condescend, I deign to give them to you. As if I were the possessor of this. And I offer up something that's mine. And what I don't feel like offering up. I retain. There's the realization. Of a no longer. You don't have to ask my permission. Lord for what you do. For what you allow to happen. For how you will touch any member of my family, for how you will care for my health, for my finances, for my service. You don't have to consult with me. There's a no longer. I call heaven and earth to witness. All the positive angels, the evil angels, the demons, the evil principalities. There's a no longer. In my being. I'm no better than others. I was more selfish than they. Sought more glory for myself than you could ever imagine. But someone died. Someone resurrected. And then the love of Christ comes to constrain. And then we make a determination. We make a judgment. We're all dead. We no longer live to ourselves, but to Him. A parallel passage is in Romans 14. Again, in a very particular context of the church life in its generality with some who are vegetarians and they just will not eat meat And others are carnivores. They like Ruth's Chris Steakhouse and other places. And they're convinced that they can eat anything. Some have feelings about a certain day. So they want that. They consider that day special. And someone else says, to me, every day is the same. That's the context. Of the actual situation of generality in the church. And then Paul says this in Romans 14. For none of us lives to himself. And none dies to himself. Whether we live, we live to the Lord. And whether we die, we die to the Lord. Therefore, whether we live or die, we are the Lord's. There's a hymn, you might might have never read it. You might have never sung it. It's a lovely hymn, 504. Jesus, I live to thee, the loveliest and best. To live to thee is bliss to me. To die is endless rest. Living or dying, Lord, I know not which is best. Here is someone who had light to realize. I'm the Lord's already. Everything is his. Everything has been offered. Now I would be one with him. In my human situation, which is working, which is taking care of children which is reading Curious George Flies the Kite to a smart little girl who has memorized the book. But you try, I love this illustration. You try to skip a page because you're bored, then she will nail you on it. Because it's not about Curious George, it's about you and her and what she senses when she spends time with you. We're all in a situation like this all the time. We're in traffic. Someone literally ripped off, you know, the the sticker from my license plate. I should have followed my wife's advice. When you get the the New Year on it, take a razor blade and and, and cut it into pieces. But, you know, a man needs mercy to follow his wife's advice. (laughs) He also needs to be humbled. And so mine was stolen and I had to go to the DMV. Isn't that a lovely place? And get in the line like everybody else. I can't say I was robbed. I shouldn't have to be in the line. I'm a Godman. Godmen don't do lines. I'm there like everybody else. And one thing. I don't want to get into the mode of psychological regret because that's of no spiritual benefit. But I hope this would hit you. I have lost tens of thousands of short opportunities to live Christ. You know, if you're almost 70, how many days is that? How many hours? How many minutes? How many situations? How many people who don't budge when the red arrow turns green and you're the seventh vehicle behind? They don't budge and it's truly red when you get there. You can't lie to say it was in between. Now you have two minutes and 15 seconds. What will I do? Lose two minutes here. Lose 30 minutes here. Lose this situation. Lose that situation. You lose a day. You lose a month. You lose a year. You lose a decade. When the Lord is always coming to us, always living in us, in exact particular situations, all the time. When I was a young husband teaching in a very challenging multiracial school environment in the San Fernando Valley and having perhaps the most challenging students. When I came home, I realized the first thing I must do is set up my antennae to find out what's the situation. How is it with the kids? How is it with the wife? I wish I could say, I spent the 43 years that I've been in the Lord's recovery. One with the Lord, living to the Lord. I can't say that, but I can say there's a no longer now. A no longer. We like this song. It's a lovely melody. Don't be bothered by my playing it, playing with it a little bit. Life is full of opportunities. Ordered by the Father's hand we see. Everything's the best that it could be. So let's waste the opportunity. Lovely song. But life slips away. And opportunities slip away. Until there is a no longer in you. And you realize. Lord I do not live to myself. If you give me tomorrow. I will live it to you. If you give me tonight. I will live it to you. None of us lives to himself. Brother Lee did not live to himself. And some of us spoke to him at the very end. In the privacy of his room. When about the only faculty remaining was hearing. And we spoke from our heart to him. He died to the Lord. He lived to the Lord. He died to the Lord. When he lived, he was the Lord's. When he died, he was the Lord's. So here we are, or here you are, young adults. Young adulting all day long. In the midst of what is more often than not a rather dull and boring and repetitive and unexciting and unadventurous existence. That's our life. We really do need to be revived in the morning. To receive a fresh dispensing of grace. And just simply live to the Lord. Daniel did this. Daniel was obviously a very intelligent young man. That's one reason why he was taken to Babylon and why he and his companions were singled out for an intensified education. And throughout the reign of the Babylonians, he was in civil service. The Persians came in. He continued. was at the very top of government service. Next to the king. He had the most responsibility. And you know the story of how the king was duped into signing an edict that couldn't be revoked because there was no longer absolute power. That was with the head of gold. Now there was some limit on the monarchy. Don't pray. Don't let anyone pray for 30 days. Daniel prayed as usual. And the king tried to rescue him from the lion's den. And the king cried out with wailing, Daniel, servant of the living God. And then the king came in the morning. Daniel, has your God whom you serve continually rescued you? Then he heard Daniel's voice. What a testimony. He couldn't spend his hours pray reading Jeremiah. He pray read Jeremiah and prayed the prophecy of Jeremiah concerning the 70 years. He was a faithful, civil servant functioning at a very high level. But the king's estimation was... You're a servant of the living God. You serve Him continually. And when Brother Lee released this in volume 8 of the elders' training, he identified for the whole recovery what it is to be full-time. He said, if you think to be full-time means you have a job, and now you leave your job and you devote your time to the Word and to the church, the ministry... The work, he said that is a fallen concept from degraded Christianity. To live, to be full time is to live to the Lord. A brother who went to be with the Lord in 1985, Samuel Chang, was one of the elders in Eldon Hall. There were three other elders at the time. They were also co-workers that were devoting their full time to the work. Brother Samuel felt to keep his job. And to he worked in a lab. And he gave this testimony. There was a certain allocation of work given to him for the week. This is what you're expected to do. This is what you should produce. He did it in three days. And then he said, the Lord made me clean up the lab. This cleaning <clears throat> all the facility, as if I were a janitor. You didn't get to meet him. I hope you meet him in the kingdom at the latest in the New Jerusalem. When he's talking to you and you to him <clears throat> and he didn't have a lot of words, it was usually very brief and direct. you realized this man is a priest. Who's been praying for us all. His being is saying. I pray for you. While I'm cleaning. While I'm working as a chemist. While I'm doing my job outwardly. I'm living to the Lord. I'm serving the Lord. I pray without ceasing. I bring the whole church with all the saints. Even he said once. If a little child has a fever, you should suffer with it. He bore the children. He bore the infants. He bore all of us young brothers. He lived to the Lord. That is a full timer. We need no longer written in our being. We need to be enlightened to see. Because I don't want you to misunderstand and fall into a legality. We're not simply saying, Lord, I consecrate this to you. We may or may not use those words. The point is, I recognize it's yours. I will say, when I reach a certain age before too long, I will say, This is a milestone, Lord. I give you the rest of my life. But actually, I'm acknowledging it's already yours. My physical body with all of its organs is yours. My marriage, my family, everything I own, all of my relationships, everything I do, all of my service, it's already yours. I wouldn't have it any other way. Now I would be one with you and live to you. This fellowship is for you but it's to him. I hope you would be influenced. I hope there would be a seeking in you. That you wouldn't assume you understand this, that you would go to the Lord and you would pray about a no longer. We're all going to be in a particular human situation until the end. You'll have kids and you'll learn something from the first one and then the second one is so different from the first that you've got to start all over with the second. And then by the time the third comes, you don't, know, you don't know what you're doing because the third, at least in my case, was the mystery man. Okay, okay, he's a kangas, but how do I care for this kind of kangas? I don't know. Now I'm a grandpa. And when I'm with. My grandchildren. I'm in a very human situation. And we talk in a a human way. Right there. With them. I would live to the Lord. I'm looking for a time. It's not the time. There'll be a time. When I believe. I will take them aside. One by one. And tell them. What I'm about to tell you. Please remember. All of your life. I have prayed for you. Every day. Since before you were born. And I'd like you to know your grandpa lives to the Lord. And your parents are learning to live to the Lord. This is what it means to be full time. If, if you don't have the heart to live this way, I don't understand you. There's just this huge gulf between us. What other way is there? I'm not going to seek. I'm not going to be drawn into the debate about health care. I have a father. I'm not superstitious, but I have a father. And he will take care of me Until the last moment of the measured time. I'm not looking. My God is not in Washington, D.C. And he's not in the Oval Office. He's on the throne in the third heavens. And now. Because he died. His son. And lived again. And came as constraining love. There's a no longer. See, how this will be applied. I would ask you. Don't apply it yourself. Self applications. Just waste time. Self realizations. About what the word is spoken. Is a frustration. Let the spirit apply. What does it mean for you. To live to the Lord. In your situation. I believe that in the months to come as some are living to the Lord, they will realize something. The Lord to whom I am living doesn't live in California anymore. If I want to live to Him, I'm going to have to catch up to Him and live to Him where He is presently living. Many of us have had this experience. You live in a certain place. You go for some fellowship. This happened. I went to Irving, Texas, 1984. Brotherly asked me to come to his apartment. I thought we were going to talk about life studies. He said, how do you feel about Irving? Do you like it? I said, I like it. He said, how about you move here? How about you move here? So I hope... I'm forgiven for this by the native Texans. Eventually, I said, I'll live in Irving. I won't live in Texas. Anyway, I got over that. That's when you're still struggling. I went back to Anaheim. And it's like, I wonder, what am I doing here? I don't belong here. I don't belong in this house. Living to the Lord It's very practical. It's very specific. This is a living person. He's the resurrected God man. He's the lamb moving. And when you live to him. You're just one with him. And however he's living. You live that way to him. And others do the same. You stay. He moves. He stays, you move. There's no movement. There's no human control. But there is a Lord. Thank you for joining us today. To hear the complete recording and other messages, please visit livingtohim.com. If you would like to receive regular updates from us, Please subscribe to this podcast and join our mailing list on our website. You can also find us on Facebook, Instagram, and YouTube, where our handle is at livingtohim.